Oh, yeah, praise his name. If you believe what we were just singing, come on, let's praise him. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, we have authority in Jesus' name. He said, these signs shall follow. The word shall is a commanding word. He didn't say these signs will follow. That's a passive, almost like they may, they may not. But he said, if we're believers and we're followers, these signs will be happening. Now, I know some people get in trouble, but turn around and look and see what's following them. And sure enough, it's the devil. So we want signs following. In his name, he shall cast out devils. Interesting that he started with that one. Why didn't he start with healing or preaching or singing? But no. Yeah. Some of us are so afraid of the devil. And I, I, I understand that. But did you understand the devil is just like you and I? He is a created being. He's nothing more, nothing less than we are in the sense that he is God's creation. There's no rivalry between God and Satan. The battle's between Satan and us and us and the devil. What scares us about the devil is you can't see him until it's too late. But I'm telling you, he's afraid of you. He's got power, but you have authority. Power means you have the ability. Authority means you have the right. We have the right and the power to cast him out. He has no authority, so he can't cast us out. Hallelujah. Now, he's dragging some of us out because we're tired of serving God. and We're tired of watching the rich and famous get rich and famous, and we're still here a broker and Job's turkey. But just enjoy the turkey. They're going to hell, you're not. Yeah, Just thank God for the authorities. Great to be back here in Hattiesburg, Pentecostal Tabernacle, and uh, love the history of this church, at least the history that I know, and um, I don't know any bad history, so don't tell me. This newsflash, don't even tell yourself if you know any. Just go in the bathroom of a piece of toilet tissue and flush it down the toilet. Say, there goes the bad history that I know. I got to be saved. I don't know about you. I got to be saved. So don't give me any garbage or trash. Just give me Jesus. But it's great to be here. Appreciate Brother Queen leading service, the singers, the music. It's all been great. Miss our pastor, Brother Sister Howard. Can you say amen? And my understanding is they'll be back tomorrow. And I'll be out of town. Hallelujah. But it's great to be here this morning. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Now you're waiting on a text. It's going to be delayed. Okay. 
And then the next thing you're waiting on is the title. Am I correct? That's going to be delayed to later. Young preacher was commissioned or summonsed or whatever you call it uh, to take a church. So he took this church or went to assume the pastor. He didn't take the church. Someone asked me, well, Brother Wilmings, I heard you took a church. I said, my God, I hope they don't feel like they got took. You know, and so he went to assume the pastor, and he gets up first Sunday morning, takes his text, and gives his title, and preaches his sermon. The next Sunday morning, gets up, gives the same text, the same title, title, and verbatim, almost word for word, preached the same message. You guessed it, the third Sunday, he did the same thing, same text, same title. And one of the pulpit committee members came to him, kind of like the president or chairman. He said, well, young man, don't you have any of the sermons? He said, yes, sir, I do. He said, but you haven't got this one yet. <laughs> I have a different text from last Sunday morning, and I have a different title, and I do want you to get it. How many love Jesus? How many love your neighbor? Hallelujah. And you don't get to pick your neighbor. Your neighbor's picking you. Praise God. I never was guilty of wrong action. And I'm giving you an allegory to start this message today. But on my account, lives have been lost. Trains have been wrecked. Ships have gone down at sea. Cities have burned. Battles have been lost and governments have failed. I never struck a blow, never spoke an unkind word, but because of me, homes have been broken up. Friendships have grown cold. The laughter of children has ceased. Wives have shed bitter tears. Brothers and sisters have been forgotten. Fathers and mothers have gone brokenhearted to their graves wanting more time with their children. I've intended no evil, but because of me, talent and genius have come to naught. Courtesy and kindness have failed, and the promise of success and happiness has yielded sorrow and disaster. I have no color except for bland, blank. No sound, but just my silence. No cause for being myself. No progeny except grief and disaster. You may not on the instant call me by name, but surely you are personally acquainted with me. My name is Neglect. My text is Hebrews chapter number 2, verses 1 and 3. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed, everybody say attention, to the things which we have heard. What little bit I know about the history of this church, this church has heard much word. They've heard much truth. You heard it again this morning from our service leader, Brother Queen, and from the singing, we have heard it. How many times have I heard it? They used to say, should I have the worth of hearing the gospel the second time or the 1,000th time when some people have never heard it the first time. 
We ought to give the more earnest heed to those things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Verse 3, how shall we escape, flee, or fly out of, if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. I believe that this message is the only saving message uh, that this church preaches and that I preach uh, and that the apostolic church of the yesteryear has preached uh, and that the apostles of yesteryear, they preach the same message uh, that we preach today. My message today is consequences of neglect. Consequences of of neglect. If you buy a new car and you never clean it, never change the oil, never check the fluids, etc., etc., something bad is going to happen to the automobile. We just drive it like there is no tomorrow. Something's going to happen to that tomorrow. You will learn sooner and you'll learn later too that you should have not been neglectful. Would you say neglect? You will lose a valuable possession, commodity. There are some who have cars that are 60 and 70 and 80 and 90 years old that are still in mint condition. You read the papers, you read the internet, and you come across this story about a 1927 vintage in original condition, original pain, original, and on and on. And you start, if you're a man, you start salivating around your jaws and around your wallet because you want it. Well, lady, it's whatever ladies want. And I'm, I don't, they say we all have a feminine side. I'm, I, I haven't discovered mine yet, I don't guess. But I don't know exactly what it is that, that ladies, you know, I'm learning. And at 66, I still have a lot to learn. But, you, you know, there, there, there's a difference. The difference is in the way that the automobile is cared for and maintained. The same is true with our salvation today. Would you shout hallelujah? hallelujah? Hear me today. We need an appreciable salvation. We need something that is going up in value. Is your salvation today more valuable than it was yesterday, Saturday? Is your salvation more important to you than it was five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago? Is it worth more to you this moment than it was when we started this service? Does it mean more to you today than when you first started out and God drug you out of the miry clay of the pits of sin and he made your life worth something and he gave you life and he gave you it with a higher quality and a higher quantity? If you cherish what you possess in Jesus Christ, it will continue to gain value to you as time goes by. Thank God for a praying church. Thank God for a praying pastor. Thank God for praying individuals in that praying church. That only increases the value of this great salvation. You'll not be saved without great salvation. I said great salvation. The religions of the world and many other entities and institutions 
institutions, they have a so-called remedy, a so-called deliverance, but it's not working very well. We're seeing how it's trashing and bringing people down in their values of life. We need something that will appreciate one old songwriter wrote the song, Today Jesus is sweeter than ever before, and tomorrow I am certain that I will love him more. My salvation is not going down in value. My salvation is going up in value. Would you clap your hands and thank God for great salvation? <clears throat> you may be seated. We often fail to consider the gradual cumulative effect of neglect. Would you say neglect or indifference? Well, it doesn't really matter if you pray or not. It doesn't really matter if you're at church all the time. It doesn't really matter if you, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. But here a little and there a little, it begins to depreciate. It begins to lose its worth to you. So you miss a little here and you miss a little there. St. Louis in 1984, come across this story many years ago. It's interesting, kind of has a twinge of humor to it, not in that it's hilarious, just there was an unemployed cleaning lady. She noticed a few bees buzzing around the attic of her home. Since there were only a few, what's to worry about? She put forth no effort to deal with them. Neglect. Over the summer, the bees continued to fly in and out of the attic vent while the woman remained unconcerned and even unaware the magnitude of the growing city of bees in her attic. The whole attic became a hive. The ceiling of the second floor bedroom finally caved in under the weight of the hundreds of pounds. I'm just reading and telling you what the article said. The hundreds of pounds of honey and thousands of angry bees. That would be a shocking experience, wouldn't it? Real stinger. While the woman escaped serious injury, she was unable to repair the damage of her accumulated neglect. Don't fool yourself. Don't deceive yourself. There's nothing any more costly than neglect. Whatever you want to talk about, neglect your marriage, it'll be gone. Neglect your children, you end up with an America. Pardon me, worse than that, you'll end up with socialism. You can neglect your house. Somebody say amen. You can neglect your automobile. Would you say amen? You can neglect your finances. Would you say amen? You can neglect your health. Would you say amen? amen? You can even neglect your family. Would you say amen? amen? And there will be bad, bad, bad consequences that you will suffer. 
But the last thing you should ever neglect, my dear brothers and sisters, my dear friends, whoever you are, wherever you're from, is you don't want to neglect this great salvation that the Bible talks about. You can get another house, another car, more money, another family. You can even rebuild your health, but you can't rebuild this salvation because it's not your salvation. It's not the pastor's salvation. It's not the Pentecostal tabernacle of Hattiesburg salvation. It doesn't belong to us. I don't have a salvation. He just gave me his salvation to get me from point A to point B so I could get from here to glory land someday. We just shout hallelujah. There are consequences to my neglect. There's consequences to your neglect. Neglect, you see, always. Someone shout always. You should always remember to never say never. (laughs) I'm never going back to that restaurant. Sure enough, here it is Sunday and you're back at the same restaurant. But neglect always has its consequences. I don't believe that. That'll have its consequence. Count on it. Count on it. If you neglect something, it will deteriorate. It will stagnate. It will die. The natural order, the natural order, these aren't my words or theories or theology. The natural order of created things since the fall of man is depreciation, which is the lowering of value and the lowering of estimation. Things left alone, they lose their value. Things left alone eventually are condemned. They are cast aside. They are left behind. They are torn down, thrown out, and they are discarded. Listen to me. There is a depreciation that will cost the soul. Saint of God, hear me. Visitor, friend, guest, we love you and so glad you're here. But you need to hear me. If you depreciate this salvation, this great salvation, which is repentance, turning your back on sin, walking away from sin, and coming towards God, being baptized in waters, for the remission, the washing away and forgiveness of sin and receiving the Holy Ghost. If you depreciate it, it will cost a soul. It will cost your soul life and life more abundantly. It will cost your soul righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It will cost you everlasting life, which is freedom in this world and the next one. It will cost you life eternal, which is forever spending eternity in heaven with Jesus and the saints. It will cost you the favor and power and authority of God. It will cost you your soul here today and there tomorrow. It will cost you eternity with Jesus. And your price will be you get to spend eternity with that cruel, wicked, never satisfied taskmaster, Lucifer, Satan, the devil, that red dragon, that evil one. 
God, I want to value this salvation that I've been given. I don't want to cheapen it. I don't want to weaken it. I don't want to compromise it. I don't want to bring it down to my level. I don't want to bring it down to our level. I want to leave it at God's level. His amazing, saving, powerful grace that washes and cleanses and purifies and takes our past away. Behold, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things, all things are passed away. And all things have become new. Salvation that is not cultivated. Oh, I've watched it too many times. It's heart-rending. It's gut-punching. It leads to arrogance. I just faced it just a few months ago. It leads to apathy. leads to spiritual atrophy. They can't raise their hand in church anymore. They can't clap their hands to God anymore. They barely can get their mouth open when they pray. They barely can say words of worship and praise and honor and exaltation and glory unto their God because he ceased to be their God. Now neglect has become their taskmaster. Neglect has become their ruler. Neglect has become their Lord. Only it's not going to save them. Neglected things eventually become unredeemable things. When you neglect something long enough, it can reach a place where you don't even want to go near it. You want to stay away from church. You want to stay away from her people praying in the center aisle on an off day. It's not church day. What are you doing at church? Where are you going to church? How many times has Sister Nancy Wilbanks and I left the motel on a Sunday, and during the week the businessmen leave the motels in their suits and carrying their attache bag. But now on Sunday when everybody's running around in their shorts and their knickers and half-dressed like whatever. But anyway, you know, you know, you know they're, they're all going crazy, and, and here I am dressed up in a suit, and she's all gussied up, and where are you going? We're going to church, which gives us an open door to testify, hey, we're preaching at the Pentecostals of Hattiesburg over on Highway. 49. She met one today, one of the workers there at the hotel on the, on the elevator. She invited him to church. Uh, he's familiar with apostolic. That's what he called it, something like that, apostolic. Folks, we got something that this world is looking for. It's been too long since they saw it. It's been too long since they felt it. And when you step on an elevator with them, watch them. They get fidgety. They get nervous because they don't understand what they're feeling. You do. Look at them and say, hey, it's a great day to be living for God, isn't it? Boy, that'll shake their, that'll jar their preserves, that'll rattle their cage. Hey, it's a good life living for Jesus Christ. I love this great salvation. Hey. When you quit reading the word, from neglect. You mean I got to read the Bible every day? No, you can neglect it. You mean I need to pray every day? No, you, you can skip it. God ain't going to come down and bonk you on the head for not praying. But there will be a consequence. There will be a consequence. 
How many parents have I stood in an office or stood in an altar? I stood someplace else. And I said, Pastor, you got to pray for my kid. And I watched this, this one lady in particular. And I could see her face. She would bring her children to church. And she would sit out in her church van while the kids come into church. And she was supposed to be, quote, apostolic. Sorry, she wasn't. She had received the experience, but she wasn't. She wasn't leading her children. And as a result, it's an ugly result. I'm not going to get into the details. It was, it, it's ugly. I mean, right down ugly. And it'll make me feel good. I'm just telling you what neglect. There's consequences, sir. Ma'am, there's consequences to neglect. It doesn't only matter how you start. It matters also how you start and how you finish. You've had a marvelous experience with God in the past. That's great. Now you must commit to maintaining and growing that experience with God. Some think that what they did in the beginning of their relationship with God will justify what they don't do at the end of their life and the end of their relationship with God. Listen to Hebrews. Therefore, we ought to give the more. Everybody shout, the more. The more earnest heed. We need to pay closer attention in our 60s than we did in our 50s. If you're in your 50s, you should be paying more attention now to this great salvation than you did in your 40s or 30s. You get the picture. Friend, you need to understand something. What you're going to be in your 20s, you build it in your teen years. What you are in your 30s, you built it in your 20s. What you are in your 60s, you built it in your 20s, 30, 40, 50, 60. And what I'm going to be when I'm 70, I'm building it right now. And I don't want to wait till tomorrow. I'm not going to neglect my salvation today. I'm going to work on it today. We used to sing it in Sunday school. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. You got to read your Bible. Pray every day and you'll grow, grow, grow. The things which we have heard. I think of my, my pastors in the past as a child, Albert Abbey, and as a young teenager, Herbert Irvin. Here's a picture for you. Here's a picture for you. Noah Walker Wilbanks, my grandfather. He's passed on, passed away in 1976. But in 1949, in Little River, Arkansas, close to Manila and Osceola, Arkansas, he baptized a man by the name of Herbert Irvin in Arkansas. In the name of Jesus Christ. He became an apostolic preacher. He just passed away a couple years ago. He was 93. But, but that was in 1949 that my grandfather baptized him. In 1969, Brother Herbert Irvin, the pastor of South Flint Tabernacle, my home church, he baptized a 13-year-old boy in the name of Jesus Christ, and that was me. So my grandfather baptizes him in Arkansas, 800 miles away. He baptizes my grandfather's grandson, me, in the name of Jesus Christ. Folks, we got a great salvation. It crosses, it crosses every barrier. It crosses every line. It has no... It has no, 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 no preference. It is no respecter of persons. Everyone is welcome. I said everybody is welcome. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what's going on in your life. God is the healer of all situations. God is the deliverer from all sin. It's a great salvation. Don't neglect it. And he said, lest at any time we should let it slip. The word slip means to be to carelessly pass, to escape away from us. Then in verse 3 of our text, Paul said, how shall we escape 
if we neglect so great salvation. The word escape means flee out from or fly out of. Jesus said you need to watch and pray that you may be accounted worthy to escape. It's the same word. Hey, we're going to fly out of here one of these days, brothers and sisters, but not if we neglect this salvation. You'll never be saved long enough to neglect this salvation. Oh, that's just for the teenagers. No, no, no. That's just for the kids. No, 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 no. This salvation is one and for all. It's one size that fits all. The word neglect means to slight or to overlook, to pay little or no attention to carelessness, disregard. Paul said, don't let the things which you have heard. Let me add the word no. Don't let the things which you've heard and know, let them slip away from you. If you're not of this Pentecostal apostolic way, I'm telling you, this is the only way. And I'm not telling you because I'm Jesus' name, apostolic, Pentecostal. I'm telling you because the Bible said on the day of Pentecost, every church, every church, it don't matter what name of the church is, they will tell you the church began on the day of Pentecost. And on the day of Pentecost, the first preacher of the Christian church, the, the Simon Peter, he said this is that there's no plan B there's no other this and there's no other that this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel and they said well what do we got to do he said you got to repent of your sins you got to be baptized in water not in the titles Father, Son and the Holy Ghost but in the name of Jesus for the removal of your sin and you shall not you might it's not an add a blessing but you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost would you clap your hands to the Lord don't let them slip. There's consequences to neglect. Luke 21, 36. Jesus said, watch you therefore. In other words, be sleepless. Don't get drowsy. Too many long-term apostolics are falling asleep in the light. They're like the five foolish virgins. Really, all ten of them fell asleep. What a shame. What a pity. Maybe if the first five, the ones we call wise, maybe if they'd have stayed awake, they could have kept the foolish ones awake and could have advised them, hey, I hear the sound of his coming everywhere. It's in the headlines resounding by the score. It may be just another earthquake or just another war, but to the child of God, it means Jesus is coming. Hey, don't let the political turmoil of our world or our country upset you. It's saying to me, it screams to me every day, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Yeah, but gas is going up. Jesus is coming. There's trouble in the Middle East. Jesus is coming. There's this. There's that. Ah, hallelujah. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. If you're not neglecting your salvation, you'll be screaming when you pray, Lord, I'm so ready for you to come. I just soon he come this morning, Brother Queen. I just soon he come today, Brother Paul. I just soon not preach tonight. I want Jesus to come. I'm not tired of living for him. I'm not tired of working for him. I'm just ready to go home. I said, I'm ready for to go home. Oh, would you lift your hand right now and would you pray aloud? Pray it out loud. Jesus, I want you to come. Come on. I notice some of you aren't praying it. Either you're neglecting your salvation or you're not yet saved. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. You can't wait till tomorrow. You have no promise.
You have no promise. Everybody say, I have no promise. I was just a young preacher. I was a youth pastor of my home church. I'll never forget the lady. I'm just using this as a reference point. Don't get mad at me. If you do, just don't spit, okay? You hit the person in the head in front of you. Met a man that come to church. Last, last I knew he was still coming. Never did obey the gospel. Never has. Probably never will. He might very well be reprobate. This is the reason why I'm just describing the man. Unkempt clothes, a little bit of an odor to him, nothing overly rank. Real long hair flowing way down his back, and which the Bible commands against. But he wasn't saved, so throw what you want, do what you want. I mean, my God, if you're going to hell, go in style, man. Trip out on drugs, flip out on liquor, ruin your family. Forgive my cavalier attitude. You're going to be lost anyways. Why act like you're saved if you're not? But hear me, saints of God. If you are saved, you need to act like you're saved. You need to have some friendships in the church. You need to have some membership in the church. You need to have some discipleship in the church. You need to have some leadership in the church. You need to have fellowship in the church. <laughs> we'll never get it out of day. But when I, when I see people darting out the door, shirking or not wanting fellowship, that lets me know they're neglecting their salvation. And there's consequences to that. We had a couple about a year or so ago. Went to another type of church. And one of their closing remarks of burying Cornerstone Revival Center was they're not friendly people. We've had people come and said, my goodness, my fingerprints have worn off. They shook my hand so much. But this couple who were supposed to be saved, they got there a little after service started, and they left just, just, just barely with a... They might look at the altar and then out the door. But they'd come into some money, and so salvation was easy to neglect. When you got a ton of money, you don't need salvation. You can buy your way out of anything. Try that when the doctor looks at you and he pronounces you've got. See how that sails for you. But if you've got authority in his name as they sang today, and you're not neglecting your salvation, your salvation will rise up against the enemy. shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation which is the gift of God what is, what is this great salvation Jesus said it this way Luke 13 verses 3 and 5 he said except you repent if I repent from preaching to you physically this is what I look like that may be my best side I don't know Facing, I was facing the world the first 17 years of my life, and I got tired of it. I got sick of it. Fortunately, I knew where to come, and I knew where to turn because my parents had led me in the right way, but I just hadn't lived it. But now I'm facing God, and I'm not just turned around. Repent means you turn your back on sin, and you begin to walk towards God. You don't just turn around and stand still. No, you start walking towards God. 
And then Jesus said in Mark 16, 16, he said, He that believeth and is baptized. It takes more than believing. In Acts 19, Paul come upon some of John the Baptist. John the Baptist believers, disciples. And he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since? Everybody say since. So believing doesn't get the job done, folks. you got to do something after you believe. Jesus preached baptism, and he preached it in his name, Luke 24, that repentance and remission of sins shall be preached in my name. That's why we're Jesus' name people. John 20, 22, Jesus said, he breathed on his disciples and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. They didn't receive it then, but you go to Acts chapter 2 and you find when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place in one accord and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared in them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled. They were all filled. Not just the believing, but everyone that was in that room, which means they were believing, but they were there. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Not just some of them, not just half the church. The whole church was filled with the Holy Ghost. If Jesus expected his followers to receive the Holy Ghost in his day, why should we expect it to be any different in in the 20s, 2020s in our day? I want to read to you Galatians chapter number 1. This is what the Apostle Paul preached. He said, but though we or an angel from heaven Preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you. Let him be accursed. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no great salvation but this one which Jesus and his disciples and the apostle Paul preached. He said, as I said to you before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you, no matter what his name is, whether he's the Pope of Rome, whether he is Joseph Smith of Salt Lake City, Utah, no matter who he is or Greg Wilbank standing in this pulpit on this Sunday morning, if a man preach any other gospel, let that man be accursed. And in the verse 8 of chapter 1 of Galatians, he said even if an angel comes down and showed you some golden plates, he said let that angel be accursed. Brothers and sisters, there's only one salvation. You repent. You turn your back on sin. You get baptized in water for the remission of your sins in the name of Jesus. And you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let's lift our hands and thank God for this great salvation. The Apostle Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 and 6, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee. 1 Timothy 4 and 14, he told Timothy, neglect not the gift that is in thee. Romans 6 and 23, why? For neglect or the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, neglect may seem so harmless, but it will be the end of us if we neglect the salvation. Some of you may recognize this name, Steve Irwin. He was best known for a very popular wild and dangerous antics on a program called Crocodile Hunter. It was a long-running television program. 
during the 14 years that the documentary was on the air, Irwin survived countless snake bites. He was chased up a tree by a deadly Komodo dragon. He was spat in the face by a red spitting cobra. He was pulled into the water by a massive crocodile. A lot of these he, I'll use the term, instigated. I didn't see any of this. If you did, that's your business. At the time of his death, he was in the Great Barrier Reef to film a documentary on the ocean's deadliest creatures. Ironically, Steve, it was one of the ocean's least harmful creatures. I have petted one myself. This harmless creature delivered Irwin's fatal blow. He was in the process of filming the Ocean's Deadliest series. He was doing some work on the side, which was hosted by his eight-year-old daughter, Bindi. And while swimming with his cameraman, he came across a five-foot-wide stingray and begin to follow along behind. Stingrays are often called the pussycats of the sea because of their docile nature. They can be hand-fed by tourists on excursions from cruise liners. Unfortunately, Irwin reportedly got a little too close to the animal, which thrust its poisonous barbed tail upward into a defensive or in a defensive reflex. It wasn't attacking. It was defensive. And the 10-inch serrated barbed went into Irwin's chest and pierced his heart. Listen to this. Listen to this. In the history of the world, at that time, he was only the 17th person in the entire world ever known to be killed by a stingray. Careless neglect. What's your neglect going to cost you when you get up and walk out of this room today and you pay God no heed? It may seem like a small issue to neglect our salvation by making little compromises over a long period of time, but after a while, it will be the end of us. The Titanic received six warning messages regarding icebergs in its path before striking one and sinking. Neglect, 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 neglect. Folks, we are not invincible. You are not invincible. We need this great salvation of God. Every human being, no matter who you are or what your status is in life, every single one of us needs God's salvation. Hastening to a close, musicians would come. Five things that neglect will cost you for sure as a child of God. It will cost you your shout of victory. It will cost you your song of joy. How many times have I heard it, Pastor? I just don't have joy anymore. 
you lose your selfless service in life and in the kingdom of God. And you'll lose your separateness. You'll begin to look just like the rest of the world. And I'm not talking about the outer trappings. The scripture says, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Yeah, I know it talks about how we look and where we go and where we don't go. But he wasn't just talking about separation there. He was talking about being separate. The Bible says about Jesus Christ, he was separate from sinners. He was separate. But yet he sat down and ate supper with them. He went to their house. And he even said, Zacchaeus, today salvation's come to this house. What was he talking about? I'm here, if I can play Jesus. I'm here. Salvation's here today. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, salvation's in this house. Jesus is in this house. I may be doing a lousy job representing him, but I'm telling you, salvation's come to this house. What are you going to do with it? Neglect it? And let the stingray called neglect take your life? But the long-haired guy, he brought a lady with him one night. I didn't forget her. And I could see her. We had big accordion doors across our prayer rooms. And you could go in. It was a huge building. And there she was kneeling by one of these little steps that went up to the second store over the prayer room. And she was weeping and she was sobbing. I mean, profusely. She was uncontrollable. She was repenting. She was doing her best to get out of her soul. And she was crying and crying. And just up the stairs, about maybe 10 or 11, 12 stairs up, was the baptismal tank. And I remember speaking to the lady, and there's others there, and we said, hey, let's get baptized in Jesus' name tonight. You need to be, I didn't ask her if she wanted to be. I was commanding her. Not in a, not wasn't demanding, but she said, she said, <laughs> that's about all she could say. Until finally, we, I guess we pressed her, and she said, I, I just can't tonight. Oh, why can't you? She said, there's just some things I've got to do yet. Don't have a clue what they were. We never found out. You know why? That was on Sunday night. The long-haired guy still comes. Looks the same, smells the same, acts the same. She went out and she was run down by an automobile the next day and died on the spot. But I'm, I'm a man. I'm a free moral agent woman. I can, I can, I got freedom of choice. Yeah, you do. And so do I. The problem is, my dear friend, is you don't get to pick the consequences. You suffer. That's the term we use. You'll just suffer the consequences. I'm just not ready to live for God. When are you going to be ready? When, when, when are you going to decide to throw it all in? Well, it just costs too much. Are you serious? Okay, let's, let's wait. Everything. Take everything. Take everything into consideration. Everything. Well, I'll, I have to give up this, and I'll have to give up that. I have to turn away from this, and I have to turn away. I watch you, Christian. You guys, you guys just... You don't go anywhere. You don't do anything. Well, you ain't been around us Christians very much, have you? 
So let's say today you had to give up 1,000 things to live for God. Newsflash! When, not if, when you go to hell, you'll give the very same things up. The Bible says the unjust will be unjust still. Meaning, you'll still have the same cravings for the same drugs or alcohol or tobacco use or sexual immoralities. The only problem, Brother Allen, is going to be there'll be no fulfillment. You'll still be having the same urges. You'll still have the same drawings. It'll pull at you. The only problem is going to be is you're going to be belching in the flames of hell. And it's going to belt you up. And there's going to come that, that urge. i got to have another I got to have another jaw on my jaw. I talked to one man, and his whole bottom gum had been eaten away from the, from the friend. That can't be of God. That can't be godly. But yet he kept chewing it. He kept chewing it. He kept chewing it. What good's it doing you? He spit in his face again as he hangs on the old rugged cross. Preacher, you don't sound like you think very much of us. Oh, I do. I just don't think much of your chances if you neglect what I'm talking about. Boy, I feel the preach crawling all over me right now, but I'm going to behave myself. We're running out of time. Signs are everywhere like they've never been everywhere before. Men of God that I talk to all over this country, there's an urgency in their voice. There's an urgency in my spirit. Jesus is coming. I've got a backslidden son, and I, I, I feel an urgent. I want to just, I want to just, as, as we would say, I want to just tell him what's what and where's where and that's that. But, but, but I, I, you know, I, I'm at the point. I, I, I'm at the point. I, I, I've crossed a lot of lines. He's got some dear, darling children, but I'm at the point. I'm ready to pray, God. Whatever it takes, God, don't let him neglect this salvation another day. Not another Another day, whatever it takes, 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 whatever it takes. That's what I'm praying for you as I'm preaching, sir. As I'm preaching, yes, I'm preaching right to you, sir. You felt it, you recognized it. You, 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 you've tried to cast it off, but you couldn't cast it off. Not because I'm staring at you, because I'm not staring at you. I'm looking at this right here. God loves you. God wants you to be saved by His great salvation. What are you gonna do? choices but if you neglect God Proverbs he said you've laughed at my judgments you've laughed at my summons you've laughed at my gifts he said there's coming a day when I want to laugh when your calamity your consequence of neglect comes on you Saint of God, I didn't come to preach a pretty sermon today. I didn't come to get on anybody's case. I just come to bring the word of God.
church. Let's take authority. Let's pray the demons of hell out of this place. Come on. Come on, soul of man. Come on, soul of woman. I wonder if we could stand to our feet if you're able. Would you stand to your feet? Would you lift your voice? Whoever you are, wherever you're from, this altar's open. We'll pray with you. We'll love you. We'll do the best we can. We care for your soul. We care for you. This altar's open for everybody. Everybody. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who you are. Well, I'm not a member here. That's great. Come. Well, I am a member here. Great. Come. Well, I, I, I just, uh, I got some things to do today. Don't, don't neglect this. Don't neglect this. Don't neglect this. Holy God, holy God, holy God. God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. God of all the patriarchs of old. Move in this place, God. God of the early church. God of your disciples, your apostles. God of the cross. God of Pentecost. Don't walk away from God today. Walk towards God. Don't walk away from God. Walk towards God. Oh, Jesus. Today, now is the accepted time. God, trouble this church's spirit about the lost. Trouble our hearts about the backslidden. God, trouble our hearts about our own salvation until we're praying without ceasing. Stir us, God, until we're praying continuous prayers. Stir us, God, until we're throwing caution to the wind to live for you, God. I don't want to live for prestige or fame or money or fortune or gain in this world. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. I'm just a pilgrim. God, I want to lay up treasures where moth and rust don't corrupt, nor thieves break through and steal. Oh, come on, pray aloud, pray aloud, whoever you are. Why not pray today? Why not pray today? Why not seek God today? I'll seek Him tomorrow. Tomorrow may never get here. Tomorrow may never arrive for you. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, child of God, if you've got a lost child. If you've got a backslidden child, why don't you cry out? Don't let the devil have the last say. Don't let the world have the last force. We've got authority over these. We've got authority. Pray using the name of Jesus. Pray invoking the name of Jesus. Pray entreating the name of Jesus. God, we need revival in Hattiesburg. God, we got to have revival today, not tomorrow, today, Lord. Thank God for what happened yesterday, but there's so many lost. There's so many people away from you, God. Ah, come on, soul of man, seek him. Seek him, seek him, seek him, seek him, seek him. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Cry unto him while he still has ears to hear.
Yes, there's coming a day when he will not hear your prayer. He will not respond to your call. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the accepted time. Call ye upon him while he's near. Call ye upon the Lord Jesus while he's near. Oh, so great salvation. Oh, so great salvation. I can't save myself. I couldn't save myself. I couldn't stop myself from sinning and going down. But Jesus picked me up out of the miry clay. Jesus set my feet on the rock to stay. Jesus put me in a large place, but it was a straight place. Yes, it was straight. Yes, it was narrow, but it was the right way. It was what my soul needed. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. It's filled with neglect. It's filled with neglect. Holy, holy, holy God. Holy God, holy God, holy God, holy God, holy God, holy God, holy God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cry aloud. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, stretch it on out there. Stretch your prayer on out. Stretch your prayer on out. Cry aloud to Jesus. Cry aloud to Jesus. Yeah, don't take it by chance. Things don't just turn out right or well. That's neglect. Oh, there's great consequences to salvation too. We get to live forever with Jesus in heaven. We get to spend eternity in heaven. Some call it pie in the sky. Well, I like pie. I want to go to heaven. I love love Take all the time you need. Seek him. Seek his face. Seek his face. Oh, say to God, cry out to him. Reach out to him. 
Yeah, let your spirit flow. Lord, let your spirit flow. Let your spirit flow to every soul, to every heart, to every human being. All over the city of Hattiesburg, all over the county here. Yay, God. There's nobody like Jesus. There's no salvation like this salvation. It's powerful. It's cleansing. It's healing. It's delivering. He that the Son makes free is free indeed. Seek him, seek him, seek him. Seek him, seek him, seek him. Refresh your spirit. Let God baptize you anew. Be renewed in the Holy Ghost. Save your Savior. Save me, Jesus. Save me, Jesus. Save me, Jesus. Save me, Jesus. Wrap me in your arms. Let him wrap you in his arms.
today salvation came to your house. It's here. Thank God for the church. And look at me. Look at me. You've spoken tongues before. You've spoken. You just keep doing it. God loves you. He wants you more than you want Him. Now that's hard to believe at this point. We've had a good time in the Lord. And we'll start over again tonight. But don't stop. I had a 92-year-old man, 82-year-old man. He looked at me recently. He'd been preaching from the time he was 22. And he said, Brother Quinn, in that deep voice that he kind of broke over the years, he said, when I was 22, I read where it, he said, Jesus said, or the Bible said, or Paul actually done it. He said, pray without ceasing. Always. Now what he was talking about, time changes. If you neglect and you don't do. But he learned something. He said, it's not hard at all now, Brother Quinn. I go a day, it's continual prayer. It never stops. So keep that going, church. Don't give up. Don't ever stop. Because if you're not renewed and refreshed in the Holy Ghost, Lord, go with these folks. Let them be witnesses unto you everywhere they go. Let their light be a reflection of you. Let them see you in them. Thank you, my God. And Lord, through the eye of faith, I see so much more. I see them coming into this place. Draw them, Lord. Reach for them. And hold your own, my Lord. You said you had lost none except the one of perdition. And Lord, give them that peace. That peace that passes all understanding. And bring them back tonight safely. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. You're, di you're dismissed in the name of the Lord.